As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, Andrew, you got a spoiler cast theme song for this week? Because I'm leaving on the Avalon. Don't know <laughs> when I'll wake up again. Nice! Hey, there we go. Very nice. Uh, it is the spoiler cast. We're going to talk Passengers, uh, the theme song, different every single week because we don't want to give anything away. Mm-mm. Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, if you want to know our general thoughts, feel free to listen to the other part of the podcast. But this it's just for spoilers. Um, so first, right off the bat, uh, the main thing that you didn't realize until you went and saw the movie, or that you shouldn't have, yeah. is that Chris Pratt wakes up first. Yeah. And not at the same time as Jennifer Lawrence. A year and some odd weeks before her. And that's the movie that you you seem to like the best, was him alone. That was going to be such a good movie. Yeah. Like, if you would have had... But where does it go from there? So, you have him, there is a problem with the ship. So Leave it's it the as, same same idea, have to save the ship, and that but it's he just is you. An, he is an unsung hero. He is the one that has to grow old, and he does die, but nobody knows the sacrifice he made. But it is him that makes the sacrifice. And just to make it like Moon, um, have Arthur, Michael Sheen's character, be the uh, Kevin Spacey, right. falling around yeah. and helping him out. But it is him growing old. Him being incredibly lonely and having nobody to talk to. Don't have... The, I guess the big spoiler of this movie is he is the one that wakes up Jennifer Lawrence because he is so lonely. Well, and that's the first what would you do conundrum, right? Exactly. Like, Did not see that coming. That part there where he is uh, tormented with himself of do I die alone or do I punish somebody or kill somebody, I guess you could say. It's interesting, right? Because by bringing someone kind of back to life, you're also killing them. Exactly. And we haven't kind of given the basics, which is they're on a 120-year journey. And he but, wakes up 30 years into in it. But they're in hypersleep, so technically their body isn't aging. It's They're kind of dead yeah. You know, through this trip, and then it reanimates them, what, supposedly five months before they get there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they're on this cruise ship, basically, for the last five months, uh, learning what they're supposed to be doing on the new planet, all that kind of stuff. Well, because of this giant asteroid field uh, where a gigantic asteroid gets through their shield, which I thought that shield was pretty cool, by the way. Yeah. I thought the whole ship was actually pretty cool. Hey, oh, the, yeah. The way it worked and everything. But uh, because of a giant asteroid, his pod, as well as a few other things, go haywire. We don't learn how haywire until later. Uh, it's just, but it's obviously impacting the ship in some major ways. But he wakes up, and it's just him 90 years before they get there. 
So he's not going to live. He's already in, you know, probably what, 20, you know, 30, late 20s, early 30s. So he would be about 120 by the time they got there. He's not going to make it. So yeah. he can either live in solitary. Here are his choices. He can live in solitary for the rest of his life. Uh, he can commit suicide yeah. and just be done with it. Which or there he, was a scene where, which was a powerful scene, even though we know he's not going to do it, obviously. Yeah. But still, it's powerful to see the torment that he was going through. Or he figured out how to wake somebody else up. He can wake somebody else up so he has somebody to hang out with. Yeah. And, and of course, it's Jennifer Lawrence, who's an artist or writer, I should say, who he falls in love with their writings because he can find out about all these people on the ship. He can, you know, figure all that stuff out. The one place he can't get is into the crew quarters, which I think makes sense plot wise, because if he could do that, he would wake somebody up from the crew and be a little more justified. But as it stands, he is not justified at all in waking up another human being. No. Other than his own selfish loneliness. Yeah. And that's a really interesting place. And if I am gut level honest with myself, I think I might have done the same thing. Really? I re- I hate it because it's awful. It's awful that you're stealing somebody's life away from them just so you can have a companion. Yeah. I Yeah. I, I When I finally landed, I think that's where I land. But you never really know until you're in a situation. Exactly. I, I can't even mentally put myself there. But you know what? I can see what would happen because Chris Pratt was so believable during that time of whether he mm-hmm. was tormented with himself. That's the best part of the movie. And it's unfortunate because I'm saying the movie would have been better if... Yeah, you're taking all the things I loved about the movie out. Yeah, so I didn't like Jennifer Lawrence and him together. I don't think that their chemistry worked. I've said that in podcast proper. But it's funny because I think the movie would have been better if he was alone the entire time. But at the same time, the best part of this movie was whenever he was deciding to wake somebody up. Yeah. And that's crazy, so... Um. Yeah. So the the second moment comes when basically he has confided in the robot and Arthur. said Arthur and said you know don't tell this secret and he says let me do it. Yeah. So here's a question: How long before he would have told? Do you think he ever would have told her? No. I agree, and that's I think very real to true life. You know, you think you can be honest about something, but you just you know it's just too hard to be honest sometimes. Yeah. And you wonder if if your dishonesty is actually protecting people, you know, that kind of thing. So, I, you know, I think that's a, a very another interesting moral conundrum, you know, that kind of happens in there. Do you tell them? So I, where I landed on that is I think I would have told them immediately. Yeah. I think it's either immediately or not. Yeah. So here's a question. Is Chris Pratt the villain? Yes. He is the villain. He is also the hero. And yeah. that's what, another thing that makes this movie so interesting. Yeah. But I, I absolutely think this movie... When she finds out from the robot that he woke her up, almost became a horror movie. Like it was almost like she was trapped with a psycho. Yeah. In her, and you can see how her mind it would have been like that. He woke her up to sleep with her, to have a relationship with her. Like you know, it's manipulative. It's gross. It's wrong and sad. And sad. And you know, I think her reaction in that moment was in my opinion, the best acting that happened in the movie. Yeah. Because what she had to, I know you disagree, but what she had to convey was so complicated, and yet I bought it. Like, I bought exactly what she was going through. So, yeah, I thought that was, you know, and then the next what would you do moment is, if you're her, what do you do? Yeah. Do you do what she did and just, like, never talk to him until they had to, you know, again? And 
Uh, I think so. I think that's, you know, I don't know. It's so hard to know because what good can come of it? How do you forgive something like that? How do you move on from something like that? It's, It's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Then a third person wakes up. This yeah. this one is uh, uh like Chris Pratt unintentional. Yes. And it's Lawrence Fishburne. And this is as the ship is falling even more apart. So system after system is failing until even the diagnostics fail. So the ship isn't even saying what's wrong with it anymore. Yeah. Uh in his his pod apparently doesn't just fail and wake him up normally. It fails and does not wake him up normally and gives him some sort of weird space cancer. Yeah. In the meantime, which fast acting space cancer. Yeah. Very convenient for the plot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause you can't have a guy come and That's just right. save you and then hey credit. Yeah. I can turn it off. Um, so yeah, then they find out that they're, they know how to fix the ship, but it is insanely dangerous and there's difficult. A, there's a hole in the ship from the asteroid that hit at the very beginning of this movie. Chris Pratt finds out he has to go outside. Who, by the way, happens to be a mechanic. Yeah. Oh, so he that, is a mechanic. That is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Because this entire time, he's been trying to find ways to break into the crew quarter. But he can't because that that door is, like, unpenetrable. Yeah. So... Once that world is open to him, it's like a race to fix the ship. Yeah. At that point. Exactly. So they find out that he has to go outside to vent the fuselage fire mm-hmm. and he can't open the door and then leave he has to stand there and hold the door open as molten insanity <laughs> hell is being vented on his face yeah and uh well he has a piece of the ship a, for protection yeah which that door has got to be way he- i know chris pratt is insanely strong but well, he just turns that door zero up. gravity. Oh, when he picked it up from inside the ship, yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. inside the ship, he's just like it's a door made of pure metal that I'm just holding, and uh, he makes me so mad. Chris is, Pratt, is this the ending part that you you think was awful? No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This he makes me so mad because nobody should be that perfect. He's funny. He's good looking. <laughs> he's insanely well, like he's well fit. He's muscular, mm-hmm. and it just. It's unfair to the rest of the male race. He's worked for it. He has worked for it. I mean, yeah. remember him in Parks and Rec? Like the first few seasons of Parks and Rec? And that's why he I was lo- a little more doughy. He was doughy, and that's why I liked him. Is because <laughs> he's funny and he's charming, but he's doughy. He's human. Now he's not human anymore. <laughs> but I'm getting sidetracked. So yeah, uh, we th- he dies pretty much. Yeah. Then they have to bring him. He into- doesn't die from the heat. Uh, his suit gets fractured. A little bit, and so he dies from the um, decompression. Yeah, and exposure to outer space. Yeah, and it breaks his tether, so he's yeah. just kind of floating inside the like the ship area, and he's you know on his way. Yeah. Then Jennifer Lawrence runs out and is tethered, grabs him, brings him back in, puts him inside the uh, the uh, the healing pod. the healing pod, brings him back to life. Then he finds out. I can use this healing pod to put you back right. into hypersleep. Yeah. And then... Uh, but she doesn't. Does she? No, she doesn't. How do you know? She chooses not to because they say the, the note is from them at the end. The note about if you're if you're hearing this, you know, we lived a good life. We lived a long life. I don't um, remember that. 
Yeah. Because that was my main complaint. I didn't know what happened to them. Oh, no. She chooses not to go in it. She chooses. They choose to live a life together uh, on the ship. Okay. So, yeah. That was my main complaint about the ending is I didn't know what happened. I just kind of I don't rushed think that was. I don't think that was hidden. I think next time you watch it, I think it'll be pretty obvious to you. Okay. And then you have... Uh, Garcia, what's his name? The captain? Yeah, okay, this what is a what, wasted character. Yeah, this is what I wanted to talk about. Okay, so there's two possibilities here. Number one, Andy Garcia had a bigger role in the original script or something when he was cast. He doesn't even have a he doesn't have a word, does no, he? He opens the door, you see him for two seconds, like how much did it cost you to pay Andy Garcia so, for two seconds? Either he had a larger role initially and it was cut out. Yeah. Or they're setting up some sort of sequel. I, Those are the only two possible. I cannot imagine you actually cast Andy Garcia for two seconds of screen time where he doesn't say a word. Exactly. No way. No possible way. I, I, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, I, I need to figure out that mystery. Yeah. Somebody certainly has done the research online. Like, we, certainly somebody knows yeah. why that happened. But I, that's what I wanted to talk about. Cause Andy I was Garcia? Like, Andy Garcia. Like, what? They could have been literally <laughs> no, a mannequin. But, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It didn't have to even be... Anything. Yeah, so uh, earlier on in the movie, Chris Pratt plants a tree in the middle of the ship. Yeah. It's just a little nine-foot fern. Well, because Jennifer Lawrence had talked about being stuck in a, you know, like a metal mall, you know, kind of thing where there's no real life to it. Yeah. And then uh, uh, whenever the ship finally gets to uh, Homestead 2, which is the planet that they're heading to for a new Mm -hmm. colony of humans... Uh, Andy Garcia opens up the ship 90 years later, and the small fern has grown into a massive jungle in the middle of the ship. My understanding is that they cultivated that. It didn't. It, the the tree hadn't grown into a jungle. They because you also see like a robot carrying fruit. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like they had created this ecosystem in here to live in a more natural environment. Maybe I'm gonna have to watch this movie again because that was my main that's the only thing that yeah. kept me from liking this movie is i hated <laughs> that ending so much because i felt there was no conclusion yeah there was no wrap-up to anything i did not feel that at all yeah okay maybe to if- me it was a testament see what was so interesting too about their choices and this is the other what would you do moment like where she has this choice do i go back to sleep or do i stay with you yeah um in the end what's really interesting to me one of the things that's really interesting to me is she made the same choice as him by bringing him back to life for one. And then and because she realized in that moment when he died, what it meant that she was going to be alone for 90 years. And all of a sudden she's in his position where I can't let him die. Yeah. You know? And so she is now bringing him to life. Like he brought her to life. It's just, it's really interesting. And then of course the final choice of, you know, Oh, do I stay with you? or or Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, and and it and it all takes place in in these kind of very similar pods. You know, the healing pod is a lot like the you know the pod that they were in hypersleep in. And so you know, there's some kind of interesting metaphorical things there, and some uh, or at least thematic things that kind of happen in their lives. So yeah, I think that was the only way she was able to find forgiveness is to realize what, what it he, meant. what it meant to be alone on that ship for the rest of uh, of her life. You're convincing me now that this movie is actually better than I thought. I don't know. You know, I I liked it. No, so I, honestly, that was my main holdup with this film is I hated that ending so much. But now that you're explaining it to me, something I must have missed yeah. because I thought it was just uh, they were in the pool looking out and they said, like, what a great life. And then 
Andy Garcia pops up out of nowhere, and then the movie ends. I'm like, well, wait, what? 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 Did did they decide to stay together? Did they? Did yeah. he put her back in the pod? That was. I'm like, I need to know what happened. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a mystery. I I think she stayed with him, and because that was her writing at the end, talking about the life that they lived. And yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My guess. I wanted to see them grow old together too. That was I another know. thing. And I'm wondering if that will be. I'm wondering if if there are sequels in store along those lines because here's the other not. i don't here's think the this other movie thing. merits sequels i do i mean but i liked it so i of course i would think it might might okay. be interesting okay but here's the other thing i guarantee you they had kids unless unless she unless one of them was infertile or you know or true. whatever they decided that that would be a bad idea but why wouldn't you well i mean why wouldn't you raise a family that would make it to homestead too you know what i mean here's like what i think oh you say that the thing was like growing fruit and stuff yeah i was thinking they had to run out of food because they only had four months worth of food for 5,000 people, right. so 5,000 times but that's, 400. But that's what they did. They created an ecosystem where they lived off the land and, okay. yeah. and did that. So, yeah, because you see one of the robots, he's got a basket full of, like, apples, and he's coming around the corner. and So, yeah, they would have had to have had kids and stuff then. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. You would think so. I don't know. I, I found a lot of that stuff interesting to think about, so. Yeah. Ah, uh, Aaron. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't necessarily my goal to turn you around, but I'm glad that maybe you might enjoy it more I the next liked time. I like this movie. <laughs> Good. Didn't really like it. Didn't love it. I guess I'm But leaning, now you'll like it. I'm more from okay to I liked it. So. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, I had a good time. Well, there you go. There's the spoil. Anything else you wanted to mention specifically from the movie? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll catch you next time. Uh, I think we're going to do a best of the year episode uh, for next week. And then we'll be back in 2017 to talk more movies and pop culture. And Ooh, we should mention for next week, uh, I'm going to be posting a video about this on Flick Freaks, uh, an AMA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So uh, I'm going to be posting a video on Flick Freaks. If you guys have any questions for us at all, Please make them like movie related, you know, like what's I don't our... care, whatever. <laughs> don't ask like personal questions and stuff. Hey, uh, don't gonna... ask Andrew personal questions. You can ask me whatever you want. But I can't I... promise I'll answer, but well, the, what's yeah? How can you how can you do an AMA and say but not? How can you say ask me anything and then say but not anything? Forget I said <laughs> the censorship. Just don't ask like weird because we are gonna like vent them and stuff because well, obviously yeah, yeah, for yeah. time's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ask questions you think that would. Unique questions. Ask us some unique questions. Yeah, whatever you're curious about. All right. That was well, that was my plug. Uh, where should people send those? Through Twitter? Should uh, they Twitter comment uh, on the video? I'll look everywhere. I'll make okay. a I'll make a Twitter post about it. I'll make the video post, so post in the comment section there. If you like email, uh, feedback at sifpop.com. There you, you go. Certainly do that. Yeah. Um so yeah, ask us what it, yeah, if you wanna add us, uh you're at Flip Freak. Flick Freaks, I'm at Aaron Dicer. Yeah. So you can mention us on Twitter and we'll see them um, that way as well. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 